if there is anything that this pandemic has taught us is that you need a separate source of income from your main income, multiple of them, side hustle, something, right? And there is no other person to speak to about that than Feiyi Odukoya. She is the side hustle builder and the host of the Side Hustlepreneur podcast. I'm excited for this. The intro is going to roll in a second here on Stuck in Middle Podcast. Grab a pen, grab a paper, because the vibes was great. The gems was dropped. I'm flex. We're going to get into the interview with Feiyi Odukoya right here on Stuck in Middle Podcast. It's a dope one. It's fair. So, like, I want let's break the eyes this way. Define how would you define side hustle? Like this idea or the notion that somebody can take, you know, just a thought and then down the line turn it into income. You know what I mean? Like side hustle is big in our society right now. How would you define a person? How would you define side hustle? All right, so a side hustle, it's pretty simple. It's really just, like you said, taking an idea and monetizing it. So that can easily be a skill that already exists in you. It can be something that you've learned. It could be you taking maybe some products or something and selling it on Amazon or eBay or Shopify. It's really just taking something and turning it into an income. That's that's literally all it is. It's like really big right now, especially with the pandemic. A lot of people are like, listen, I, I need to be bringing in some kind of income. Yeah. But even prior to the pandemic, it was, you know, side hustle was the thing that people were really getting into. Is that just because of the social media and we, you know, seen it more or has it always been a thing in society for you? Um, For me, well, I started my first side hustle when I was 13. So right. it definitely isn't a social media, um, you know, trending type of thing that's going on right now. I think people are realizing that your nine to five is not safe. Mm -hmm. And is the reality is that you need to have multiple streams of income. You need to have multiple buckets of where your income is coming from. Because at any given time, you know, we've seen the pandemic where people's jobs were getting cut just like that. You know, mm -hmm. we saw um, the year before last where the government shutdown happened and people weren't getting paid. You know, it's things that happen on a consistent basis that are always letting you know that, hey, you might want to figure out a way to get another additional, you know, another set of income. And I think that, you know, people think that it's something that is complicated, but the reality is like, it's really not as complex as people think it may be or as people make it. So, um, no, nah, it's definitely not a training thing. The fact of the re the reality is you need a side hustle, period. Yeah. You mentioned you started your first uh, side, hu side hustle at 13. We're going to get into that. But just, you know, yeah. getting to know Faye, the person, how would you how would you describe yourself to somebody making you acquaintance for the first time right now? Um, That's a good question. So I guess I would say that, I mean, I am passionate about building businesses. I am a wife. I'm a mom. Um, I enjoy reading, uh, um, I'm just, I'm very chill. Uh, yeah, I guess that's basically, I'm, I'm a pretty chill person all in all. If somebody was to introduce me, they'd probably just say that I was a very chill person. They might have some other things. Like they might assume that I was like, I don't know, mean, but realistically, I'm just a chill person. <laughs> I enjoy, <laughs> just being honest, but re <laughs> realistically, I'm chill. I'm a chill person. You were born and raised where? I was born and raised in PG County. So I'm from the DMV area, born and raised in Maryland, um, lived majority of my life in PG County. And then once I moved, um, once I got married in 2018, I ended up moving to 
Howard County. So I've been mm -hmm. in Maryland all my life. Where did you where did you attend university? I went to Morgan State University in hey. Baltimore. Shout yeah. out, shout out HBC. <laughs> how, many, how many siblings do you have? I have two siblings, one sister who is older than me, and then I have one younger. I have a younger brother, so I'm the middle child. And where, where's the name Faye, uh, Faye you from? So I am Nigerian. Okay. Um, my full name is Faye Shia, which means use her to rejoice. And I go by Faye. Yep. Yeah, you speak you speak about, you know, be, being descendant of Nigeria and, you know, having a side hustle and things like that. Are you, you know, especially on this on this platform, we always speak of the notion that, you know, for my African household, you're a lawyer, doctor, engineer, you're a disgrace to the family, right? And so it's like, yo, this is my lawyer, this is my doctor, this is my engineer, when they're pumping out kids. Are you currently working in the field in which you went to Morgan State for or side hustlers, like, you know? <laughs> so funny, so that, that, so it's two things. You're very right on that, but, so I'm currently working as an accountant. So I got my degree in accounting. Um, so I am the, you know, the accountant that, you know, parents love, uh, you know, bragging about. However, I, when I graduated from college, I actually only worked in the accounting industry for about a year and a half before I told my parents that I was leaving to pursue full-time entrepreneurship. And so I left my job um, a year and a half into working, a year and a half after graduating from college. And I actually went into entrepreneurship for five years. Um, I'm actually just a recent um, returning to corporate America in a sense in the last like year. Uh, but prior to that, yeah, I was actually an entrepreneur for five, almost six years. So yeah, parent, my parents were kind of, um, you know, they come from an entrepreneurship background, so they were understanding, but it was also one of those things where it was like when I told them that, hey, I'm leaving my job at the age of 23, they were very clear that, you know, we wish you success. However, you know, just understand that, you know, entrepreneurship is a tough journey and it's really hard. You know, we support you, but, you know, we're just going to yeah. give you the heads up that it's not some easy path. And so um, yeah. within those five years, they, um, you know, after a while, they were like, kind of like, you know, what are you doing? You know, what's going on? Blah, blah. And they, of course, they tried to push me back into the accounting industry, but I was like, mm. no. <laughs> it's interesting you mentioned that, you know, because especially in these times, a lot of people struggle to find jobs and secure the jobs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then you're leaving a, a job being an auditor, you know, it's something that's it's stable. It's, you know, you can grow in to become a full-time entrepreneur. What, I know something happened to cause that, you know, get, let's get into that briefly. Okay, so um, first things first, going into the accounting industry, um, I would say I hated, hate accounting with a passion. Mm -hmm. It was very, when I was in, I was introduced into accounting when I was in high school and it was like my first exposure to things. I, you know, I took college credits while I was in my senior year of high school in the accounting industry. And as I just kind of progressed with taking classes, I was like, this is, this cannot be my life. This is just not for me. But the thing was, you know, when you're in college, you, even though, you know, okay, I don't really want to do this. I don't know what I want to do, you know, for the most part. Mm -hmm. So for me, once I hit like my, um, sophomore, junior year of college, I was kind of clear that I wanted to go into more of the nonprofit industry, which is what I did for five years where, right. you know, I was really focused on like building, working with, um, underserved girls and helping them with building their confidence and um, identifying their purpose. And so um, it was one of those things where it was like, I don't want to do this, but let me at least go in there, make my money for a couple of years and, you know, I'll go from there. But the thing was, 
when I got in, I was like, nah, this is not, this is not one of those fields. Auditing in particular, I was like, this is not one of those fields where I can just work for years on end and stack my bread and, you know, end up lit, leaving. It was one of those things where it's like, I got to go. And so I, you know, I really prayed about it. I really fasted about it. I asked God for clarity. And I mean, there were a series of doors that were opening for me. And so um, I made that decision a year and a half into it to leave my job. And honestly, what sustained me for the first, I didn't make any, I didn't have a salary in my nonprofit for the first year or so. And what sustained me was me having my side hustles. So, mm -hmm. so you would, and that's key, you know, we're going to get into that. You would say you don't have to, would you say, but just for the audience purposes, would you say you have to hate your nine and five to begin a side hustle? Absolutely not. I mean, and, and I guess we'll talk about that a little later, but honestly, when it comes to side hustle, side hustle isn't, even though you make money with your side hustle, the reality is for a lot of people, side hustling can be an outlet from their nine to five. Like my first, one of my first side hustles outside of the one that I started when I was 13, but when I was in my twenties, one of my side hustles was baking. And so for me, baking was an outlet from doing audit work. So I would work from like maybe 8 a.m. to like 7 p.m. at night sometimes during busy season. But I would come home and like bake like an apple pie or bake like cupcakes and give it away. And so for me, it was like more of like that creative outlet outside of doing something that I was doing in an office on a regular basis. So, no, you definitely don't have to hate your job to, to have a side hustle. Out of curiosity, what, what were you doing hustling at? 18 years old so i actually was selling candy in middle school and you know i feel like a lot of people you know were introduced to that selling candy thing but i um backstory on that was my one of my sister's best friends she actually was like a cheerleader in high school and so they were doing like the little fundraisers where they would like sell candy and chocolates and stuff like that but she came to me because like her her school was basically saturated with everyone's selling the same fundraising box. So she comes to me and she's like, hey, do you think the kids in your school will wanna sell this candy? Can I give you the candy box and you sell it? And I was like, sure, why not? So I ended up you know, going to school. I sold all the candy in one day. So she came back with another box and she was like, okay, cool. Like he sold this candy box sold everything the next day. She was like, okay, well, I don't have any more, you know, boxes for you to sell. But the thing was, I now created a demand in my classroom because at that time, nobody was selling. Nobody was selling candy and honey buns and juices or anything like that. So by the time it was like day two and I didn't have any more candy, everyone's just kind of like, where is, you know, where are the snacks? Mm -hmm. So that basically was a light bulb in my head. You know, I took myself to uh, Sam's Club uh, with my mom, bought one of those little small diversity boxes of candy and I started selling it. And I actually did that for, I did that from about seventh grade or eighth grade through like maybe like 10th, 11th grade. So, mm. yeah. Let's talk the Side Hustlepreneur podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why did you decide to throw your hat in this big old massive field of podcasting and you know, with this concept? So the thing is, I don't like dressing up. So if you go on my Instagram page, I, in the beginning stages, when I first launched the, the Side Hustlepreneur brand as a whole, I was doing like videos consistently and like, you know, I was dropping tips and stuff, but I wanted a new platform where I would be able to share 
um, you know, share my content and share like my tips and stuff without feeling the need to always have to constantly be on video. And so I figured that podcasting would be a great way to do that because people are listening to podcasts, you know, while they're driving or while they're working, while they're working out. So it gives that opportunity for you to get the information for how to build your side hustle without you having to be on Instagram. Most people just kind of like to scroll on Instagram. You don't want to watch a 10 minute video or a 12 minute video in your Instagram stories. They would prefer to just scroll, look at a picture, swipe and keep it going. So I decided to go ahead and take the side hustlepreneur brand um, from Instagram, of course, still dropping tips on Instagram, but then also, you know, bringing it into the podcast for the individuals who want to get that knowledge and, you know, really want to get some information while still being on the go. Yeah. Um, the side hustlepreneur podcast, what format, what format does it, does it take? You know, you mentioned earlier on being on Instagram and then now tra transferring it to, you know, the audio podcast and what format does it take? Is it just you talking or do you host guests or, you know, what, 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 what do you bring to the, to the field of podcasting? So, so the side hustlepreneur podcast, it focuses on, you know, of course, sharing tips about how to build your side hustle. Mm -hmm. But my focus is the actual layout of it is I only drop episodes on the first, second and third Wednesdays of the month. And so, so three the times first a Wednesday, month. yeah, three times a month. And so the first um, week is really focused on just me sharing tips. So it's just me talking. The second week is I usually take dope entrepreneurs, dope female entrepreneurs from across the world or, you know, from everywhere who are just killing it in the game. I interview them to kind of get an idea of what their journey looks like and all of that stuff. And then the third week, I actually connect biblical principles and biblical scriptures to entrepreneurship. So mm -hmm. would you say, would you say side, uh, not, not side hustle, would you say, hey, of course, side hustlepreneur and podcasting, would you say it's a, it's a side hustle for you right now? Yeah, it's definitely a side hustle. Um, you know, the goal is, of course, with the podcast, um, as long as I continue to do it, the goal is, of course, to monetize it down the line. Mm -hmm. um, but the Side Hustlepreneur brand as a whole, we have courses, we do one-on-one -on -one, um, strategy sessions, we do um, uh, what's called booklets and stuff. It's, it has multiple things. It's, I mean, the goal is really to help people build their side hustle. And so, mm -hmm. of course, I work my nine to five, but my goal is to help, you know, women really build their side hustle any way possible. Yeah. Earlier, transitioning from, you know, a regular nine to five full time to you know, a side hustle or entrepreneurship, you mentioned, you know, the praying, strong consideration and really weighing it out from different perspectives. And then you had to go back and currently are in, you know, the, the quote unquote, full-time regular nine to five world. Speak about that transition back mm -hmm. and how, you know, people can go back into, okay, I've, I've gone into, I've, I've, I've had a nine to five, and, you know, being a side hustler and then have an entrepreneurship full-time full and now going back. Speak about that transition coming back for you. So, I mean, it was interesting. So I made the decision, well, one, so with the org the business that I was running um, for five years, it was a nonprofit. And like I said, I was working with girls, um, underserved girls in the community. Mm -hmm. So we were really successful and we were doing really well, but I got to a point where I was completely burned out. Like, I mean, I was just tired. It was just, it was one of those things where I had worked so much that I just didn't want to have anything to do with that field anymore. Um, and so I made a, I had to make a conscious decision. Do I continue to keep pushing and just, you know, say, you know, it is what it is and just continue about, you know, building um, this business or do I make a decision to say, you know what, what, 
I'm going to stop and I'm going to continue, you know, I'm going to go into corporate America. And so um, at that time, I had just gotten married, you know, we had a baby on the way and all of that. And even though the side entrepreneur brand was being built, it wasn't in a, a position where I felt like it was at the point where I was comfortable in just doing that full time. So mm -hmm. I made the conscious decision to go ahead, go into accounting, but going more so into the general accounting where um, it was something that I can actually, um, something that I actually enjoyed with, and it wasn't something where I was doing like audit or like, you know, big four companies or anything like that. So um, it was really just about making a conscious decision. It was, it wasn't really tough to say the least, like going from having my freedom completely to now working and having a structure, mainly because the job that I had um, that I had ended up getting, I I was working from home four times out the week. So it wasn't like it was a big like sure. difference, you know, a big struggle. Now, after that job, I actually did get a job where I was required to come in five times a day, I mean five times a week, and that yeah, that was a big. That was a big journey and a big uh, transition. Not, needless to say, I'm not there anymore. Um, <laughs> so it was really just about making sure that I had a job that you know allowed me to still have that freedom where I could still be at home, you know, still do my work and all of that. So it hasn't really, it really hasn't been that bad. Let's get in the side hustlepreneur bag. You know what I mean? Like, just give us some tips or like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like I don't know. Just, just, just do your thing right now on. <laughs> side hustle you know so speak to the people down like what are some side hustle you know tips and tricks people need to know right now to you know get in in their bag in 21 2021 and start killing it you know i guess so you know, what, what are some what are some like easy side hustle things that people can just do right now for, for, for quick income so i would say it's less about what are some easy things that you can do but what are the i would say you want to focus more so on the steps of what do you need to do to get a profitable side hustle because you can literally monetize just about anything but it's really more so about how do i get to a position how do i get to a side hustle where i can guarantee that i'm making profits and the main thing that you want to do with that is you want to make sure that one you're identifying something like i talked about before you want to identify that you have a good skill and that skill means is this something that I'm good at doing? You know, mm -hmm. is this something that I have an interest for? You mm -hmm. know, oftentimes we overlook a good uh, a good side hustle because we think that, well, this comes naturally easy to me. This is something that, you know, anybody can do. But the reality of the situation is it's not that everybody can do it. It's just that you can do it. So an idea in terms of a side hustle could be that, you know, what type of skill do I have already sitting in me that people are always complimenting me about, that people ask me if I can do, you know, if I can do this thing, maybe you're a good writer. This, you know, we're in a pandemic. People are looking for jobs. Maybe you're a beast at writing resumes or, you know, you're great with words. Maybe you can become, um, maybe you can help somebody with building resumes. That's the side hustle right there. Maybe you're good at putting on makeup and, you know, you want to tell people, you want to teach women how to look good on camera because we're always on Zoom nowadays because most people are working from home. Maybe you can set up a YouTube. Like there's so many different opportunities, but the first thing that I would encourage people to do is to one, identify, you know, what is a skill or a talent that you already have that you can turn into income today. And then you want to think about if you don't feel like you have a skill or something, what is something that you have an interest for that you could learn and you can begin teaching others. The gift of knowledge is very popular right now because people want to learn. People want to, you know, people are learning new things. Like, 
even for me, for example, I, I know right now for me, I'm interested in options and trading. And so I know that I'm doing a lot of courses and a lot of classes to learn how to, you know, options trade. But maybe somebody last year said, hey, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was able, you know, I, I learned all this stuff. I was able to generate $20,000, $30,000. I want to teach people my exact blueprint and plan for how I got there. So the gift of knowledge, that's literally something that's in you. And like I said, a lot of people kind of overlook that and they feel like, oh, well, everyone should know how to do this. No, everyone doesn't know how you, everyone doesn't know what you know. And everyone doesn't know how to do what you know how to do. And so when you start like really thinking about those things, list them out go through them and still, you know, start looking at, okay, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can do that. Maybe I can do that. The next thing that you should do is you want to go ahead and verify that this is something that people would pay you for. And so what I usually call, um, what I call that is validating your idea. And what that looks like is figuring out if there's a market for you, figuring out, you know, if there are there people asking questions about what you're trying to teach. Are there people who are looking for what it is that you're trying to sell? You know, do you have a product that people are searching for? And they're just like, man, I wish somebody would just make an organic shea butter or, you know, an organic soap or something like look for those clues and those indications that people are actually, um, people are actually interested in what it is that you're selling. And then it goes, it kind of just goes from there. You know, once you've been able to validate the idea, you're clear on who exactly it is that you want to sell it to then, you know, we, we got a whole system after that. You mentioned, you know, uh, writing resumes is one of a side hustle. I was in an in-depth conversation with my fiance this week on a 43 year old who makes $5,000 a month writing people's resumes. Mm -hmm. And then she was able to quit her six figure job mm -hmm. <laughs> as a lawyer. Uh, what has to happen for one to make that transition? Is you have to get to a point because you make a six figure and then, you know, it's kind of like if people, somebody would look at it like you, you're taking a pay cut there. So what has to happen psychologically, spiritually, financially for somebody to say, you know what, I'm good with that decision at 43 years old, making a six figure job, earning 5,000 a month on a side hustle to say, you know what, I'm going side hustle full time to make that a full time thing for me I, honestly i think it's less about it you know it's interesting that you mentioned like you know you have all these benefits and stuff it's like why would you want to leave stability for instability right? right but the thing is like you have one life to live you know and at the age of 43 i can imagine what that path has looked like for her where she has built up her side hustle and she's making all this money and she's making still making six figures on the side and has that consistency but is she happy you know, mm -hmm. does she feel like she's actually living out her purpose? You know, for, for a lot of people, the benefits, yeah, it's cool. Like even before I left my job, like I remember um, one of the security guards when I told him it was my last week, he was like, what are you going to do about insurance? You know, what are you going to do about the benefits? And it was just kind of like, there's, I can figure all of that out. Like if I'm making money, you can pay for those things, you know, like, but the reality is, are you happy? is what you're doing is is what you're doing, you know, making sense for your life. If you feel like, oh man, I'm 35, I'm 40, I I haven't, I've been in this job that I don't, that I feel like it's no longer serving me. Maybe it's time for me to go full, you know, full throttle and start building out this resume building, you know, business for instance. So I think it's more of a, you know, really kind of like an introspection in a sense and really looking at yourself and identifying like, 
is where is what you're doing is that really fulfilling your life right now i think it's also about praying like i said before before i left my job i really prayed about it i wasn't in a position where i was making six figures before i left my um before i left my um company but i knew that that was no longer a place that i can continue to grow in and god had already given me you know that go ahead that you're going to be fine so, I mean, I left my job and even in that, like I said, my side hustle is what kept me sustained. And when I say my side hustle kept me sustained, I literally was booked out with my side hustles every single week where my side hustle was paying all my bills and funding my entire life. So it's possible. It's definitely possible. What is one misconception people have about side hustles? I think a lot of people feel like everyone wants to be turn their side hustle into a full-time entrepreneurship. And everyone doesn't want to. Um, I think that is probably the biggest misconception. I know I see a lot of times on um, on Instagram and like Facebook and stuff where they're just like, you know, you're not a real business. You know, if you if you're not doing stuff full time, or you know, you're not a real business. If you know, you try if you're just doing your hobby and you know making a little money. And the reality is, some people are making pretty good money. You know, they're making their six figures. They're happy. They're whatever. But like I said, they have that side hustle as a way for them to have a creative outlet from their day-to-day -day job or their day-to-day -day life. So I would say that's probably the biggest misconception that I see these days. And the reality is not everybody who has a side hustle wants to become a full-time entrepreneur. I got to speak to my side hustlers right now. We got to speak to our side hustlers right now. I would be remiss to not ask this question. For the person who's struggling right now to leverage their side hustle, what advice do you have for them? The person is like, yo, I'm hitting walls, man. I ain't made no sales. I ain't booked no gigs. You know what I'm saying? Like, what advice do you have for them right now, Faye? Um, I would say if you're in a position where you feel like you have done everything, and I mean like everything that you can to build this side hustle, and it's just not, it's just not growing, you're just not making any sales. Number one, I would I would encourage them to hire a coach, somebody who can actually look into their business and see what are those gaps that are in their thing. Because they can be saying, man, I'm on Instagram. They told me to post every single day, but maybe your captions aren't anything that is relatable to the audience that you're supposed to be targeting. Maybe you think that your target market, and when I say target market, it's your customers. Maybe you think that your target market is, you know, people who are between the ages of 25 to 35 and they're, you know, women who are making six figures. But the reality is they're actually like moms, single moms who are the ages of 40 plus and, you know, live in a specific area. So I would suggest like finding somebody who can really help you look at your business and see where your where your gaps are, what you're doing wrong, and help you really connect the dots so that you can start making the income. And then I would also suggest um, I would suggest reading. Mm -hmm. You know, if you feel like you don't have the funds to be able to hire a coach or a mentor, I would definitely suggest just picking up a book and reading. And when I say read, I would say like think about what is your most what is your biggest struggle point right now. And then figuring out a book that identifies that basically covers that topic and helps you like, you know, build up your 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 side your side hustle and help you solve that problem. Listen, man, people better people better take take notes when they're watching this joint because you hitting, <laughs> you hitting the points for the person Appreciate who's struggling with their nine to five right now being in the way. 
you know what I'm saying, of them giving, you know, some some time to their, you know, uh, side hustle. Like their nine to five is taxing, it's demanding. They they got this passion, this this side hustle, they want to really hammer at it. How can they win in that area with just balancing that time? So balance isn't real. <laughs> but what I would say is if you are, if you do have a demanding job where it's just like, listen, I am working nine to nine. Like I'm working nine to nine every day. There's no time for me to really just build up this side hustle that I want to build. First things first is you're going to have to get organized. You know, one of the things that I talk about for people is if you can just dedicate one hour a day to your side hustle, you would see a lot of process. If you can be clear on what it is that you need to do on a regular basis, on a day-to-day basis, it'll help you so much with identifying how to set up systems in your business where you don't need to actually have your hands in everything. So an example of that would be, let's say that you're at the beginning stage of building a side hustle and your goal right now is just, you just want to bring about awareness to the side hustle that you're about to launch. So that means that maybe you need to start posting on Instagram or you need to start um, showing up on Facebook, whatever your, your outlet is for you to kind of market your business instead of you actually having to post every day by yourself maybe you can download an app and schedule all your posts for the week you know and that way when your posts are rolling out throughout the day you're at work at three o'clock in the afternoon but you've already scheduled your stuff on sunday you sat down and worked through what you need to post for the week you scheduled all of that so while you're working that app is doing the work for you maybe if you're the type of person who needs to have orders placed then maybe you know if you're in that stage of saying okay i'm now accepting orders then that means you need to have your system set up where it's like somebody can easily buy something from you without having to send you a message and say hey i want to buy something you already have a link they've already paid you by the time you get off of work your order is already there your money's already in the bank so now you're just fulfilling the orders or something. Um, another thing is if you're really in the beginning stage, you're just like, I just have no time at all, then you can consider getting a virtual assistant or something like that who can help you send out those emails, you know, run out those ads, do whatever it is that you need to do to kind of get you in the position that you want to be in. But the mm-hmm. opportunity is there. It's just really about being clear and having those um, steps mapped out for you to actually be able to work in the side hustle on a little time. Two questions to one, how, how, you know, does the main, the, the side hustle become the main hustle or the main job? Or in other words, how lucrative does the side hustle have to be for you to say I made it? If it's a monetary thing or it's a happiness level thing where it's like, you know what? I'm good. I mean, you know, say I made it. I'm happy. I think that is like, it's an interesting question because part of me on one side, it's like, one you want to have you know set some goals you know are you crushing your goals if you're saying like for instance i want to make five thousand dollars a month before i leave my job then you need to have a strategy and a consistent strategy for how you're maxing out how you're hitting that five thousand dollars every single month you know maybe you're more so of like well i want to surpass my income that you want to make sure you have that strategy for you surpassing your income to make sure you know you actually leave your job it's really about you but then sometimes for me like i said i'm a believer so i really do believe that sometimes god will be like hey i need you to step out on faith and i know that you want to do you know i know that you want to do this side hustle and turn it into a full-time business or you're thinking about this side hustle being small but i'm thinking about it being a full-time thing and i need you to go ahead and step out on faith by the next month 
you know, so I think it's 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 a two part thing. I, I I'm a believer of like having the faith to just kind of go and run with things, but at the same time, there's some people who are a little more strategic and need a little more strategy. And so for those people, I recommend setting your money goals and making sure you're hitting that goal consistently before you end up leaving your job. You mentioned something early, and I don't want to just brush over it. You mentioned balance is not a thing, you know. If yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I feel like when you think of balance, it's one of those things where it's like 50, 50, right. You know what I mean? And so you're thinking of like, oh man, like, you know, 50% goes to work, 50% goes to the side hustle or 30% goes to, you know, one place. Like you think it's even, but the reality is something is always going to take precedence over, you know, another thing at all times. And so that's what I mean. Like, you know, with balance, especially and um, I don't know how many moms like, you know, are listening to the podcast, but especially with those who are like wives and moms and stuff, you got a lot going on. And so some days you realistically are just not going to get things done. Like, mm -hmm. and that's okay. And so, you know, when we put that idea of balance, you know, when we kind of shift the word balance and just have our to-do list and say, hey, this is what I need you to accomplish for the week. If you get it done, cool, work towards it. But if it doesn't happen, then that's fine. But I feel like there's always going to be something that takes more attention than the other thing. So that's why I always say balance doesn't really exist. Speaking of moms, you're a mom and I hear the young and crying in the background a little yes. bit there. So I'm going to wrap up with this last question here. What is your why? Why do you do the things you do, Faye? Why? So that's a good question. So I would say for me, I, in terms of, you mean in terms of like the side hustlepreneur or life. just in general? In life. So life, so for me, my whole life is really surrounded by living with intentionality. So I try to be intentional about whatever it is that I do. Um, for me, that's really important because like I said before, you only have one life to live. You know what I mean? And it's one of those things where you don't want to waste it. You want to make sure that you are, you know, experiencing life in the best way possible. You want to, you know, and then you don't want to also make it just about you. I have, like you said, I have a daughter. I don't want her to like look back and look at me and be like, oh, well, she was just like content. She didn't really do anything, you know, with much of her life. So I live with intention. And then in terms of like, even just with the side hustle and with people in general, my passion has always been to see people walk in their purpose, you know, to see people like, I want my life to be where people are motivated and inspired to live their life in fullness, you know, where they can say like, dang, like she's really out here doing it. She's really out here killing it. And it's not about killing it financially, but literally being confident about walking in your purpose and being able to say, man, I, I know I want to do the same thing. And so that's, I mean, everything for me is really about being intentional about how I live my life. And so, mm -hmm. yeah. Listen, we have had the pleasure of speaking with Faye Odukoya on Stucky Middle yes. Podcast. This has been really, really blessed. This has been dope. I know people can learn so much, much more on the Side Hustlepreneur Podcast, which is your podcast, which drives three times a month so yep. plug everything for how people can get in contact with you if they want to learn more and all that good stuff please of course so you can find me mainly on instagram on the side hustlepreneur um i drop tips every week tips and strategies on how to build your side hustle that is specifically for people who are 
primarily in the introductory stages of building a side hustle. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on, um, like you said, the podcast, the Side Hustlepreneur podcast, where every first, second, and third Wednesday of the month, I have a new podcast that drops and it focuses on building your side hustle. Whether you are coming on there to get some tips, you're coming on there to get some inspiration from the interview, the people being interviewed, or you just really want to see how the Bible connects to entrepreneurship, because it does. So that's how you can find me. Definitely, definitely. Appreciate you kicking in with us, yo. Thank you so much for your time. Of course, no problem. Hey, listen, if you enjoy what you watched, what you heard on YouTube, or you're streaming this right now, riding around watching dishes, do hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Hit the ringer so you get updates every time we drop something new. Uh, review it as well on all social media platforms. We are SITM Podcast. Email us if you want to write for us on our blog section. If you just want to refer a guest, um, and uh, shout out to Ma, shout out to AK, Chiri, Charles, the whole crew, the whole gang. Hope you enjoy the show. Next time, we will see y'all in next week. And uh, I'm Flex. Appreciate y'all for being with us this week.